In this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, we are talking about the next move of God, the glory hotspots that have been prophesied around the world, and how you get to host a new level of the glory of God in this time in the earth. Join us for Stewarding Glory with Emma Stark and What the Prophets Say. Welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, from my home in Glasgow in Scotland with, as ever, my cohorts, my partners in crime, my great accurate prophetic friends who I hope are blessing you as much as they bless me, Sam Robertson (laughs) of Clan Robertson. Yes. With your own special Scottish tartan. Absolutely. Which actually we're in the same Scottish clan. You're, you're, well, the Starks used to be the Robertson's assassins. That's right. Yes, we would have killed for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh I don't know what to make of that now. But, uh, and Louise Reed. Louise Reed, do you have a tartan? I'm sure I do, somewhere. (laughs) Do the Irish have tartans? Well, no, you see. The Irish have tartans? Well, actually, um, on my husband's side of the family and my side of the family, we're Scottish. (gasps) Oh. You just went that, up in the world. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. That's why I feel comfortable on Scottish soil. There must be some tartan. We should, so apparently you can make your own tartan. No, I think there is because I have photos of Nigel wrapped in a tartan from a, some trip somewhere or other. I think it was the reed tartan. Well, there we go. So, I think yeah. it probably is a reed tartan. Anyway, yeah. there we go. Do you know you can come to Scotland and you can have your own tartan made in you your favourite colours? There you, you go. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you pay for that, but there, there, that's for tourists. But there, there are some fairly set clan tartans which like people get very protective about Absolutely. yes the colors and the shapes of the kilts the scarves the shawls in your family tartan and most of us will get married in our family tartan absolutely it's what, well yes the kilt wear a kilt kilt yes you've got all that to look forward to i do oh you'll wear the same tartan that david got married in Probably, yes. yes. Yeah, because yeah, of the start, yes. Because we, we share the clan in the same tartan. How interesting. We do, we do, we do. There we go. Brilliant. Well, we've got lots to discuss today. We do. Apart from our Scottishisms and our tartans Ooh. and our tartan picnic blankets, kilts mm-hmm. and uh, uh, bow ties. Um, first of all, are you well? Yes, good, <laughs> good. We've, we've had quite the run of it. We've had lots of conversations today. Good yeah, content. Lots of conversations. Um, so I'm, I'm actually really excited for this conversation. Yeah. So let you good. into a little secret. People who are watching and, and listening, you probably see by the those of you who are watching that we haven't changed our clothes and we record <laughs> about five in a day. Yeah. It's not that we just never wash or change. <laughs> so um, we get on a roll. <laughs> Well, we don't. We, no, we're very hygienic. We're very right, hygienic. Absolutely. <laughs> Cleanliness is next to godliness. We smell delightful. <gasps> There's a religious lie. Oh, well, I just threw it in there as a red herring. Oh, you, you meant to, yes. <laughs> do we need to do deliverance ministry immediately? That's Cleanliness not the title is of, not this, next to godliness. of this po- podcast. Yeah. Okay, right. We're talking about glory and glory hotspots. Now, let me set the, the premise for this, my family. I don't think there is a nation in the world that I have gone to that doesn't have an almost identical sounding prophetic word. Yeah. In in Scotland, it is um, glory hot spots mm-hmm. um, or glory centres or glory hubs, depending on your nation and your terminology. It happens to be a word in Scotland prophesied by Jean Darnell. Yeah. Um, oh, we're talking uh, 40 years ago 40, now that we yeah. did celebrate the anniversary of the word, where she saw... 
fire in different pockets yeah. of Scotland where the glory of God was going to come specifically. Mm-hmm. And every nation has something similar. You probably go on for mm-hmm. Ireland. I know our American listeners, our Canadian listeners, certainly, and our Scandinavian listeners, where I spend a lot of time, you all have a similar word. And of course, the question is, well, God, why don't you just turn up everywhere the same way? And how do we become yeah, a, a glory, glory hotspot? Mm-hmm. And what do we have to do or be or think mm-hmm. or act? Or what is the culture that we invoke mm-hmm. that then draws your glory into this place mm-hmm. that you will deposit yourself? Now, I think it's interesting that it's not one place it's multiple places in a nation and i think it's interesting that it's multiple nations at the same time that we see a move of god where he raises his temper the the spirit temperature or or comes in more force choose your favorite terminology and i do think that god has given us some keys Mm -hmm. on how you host his glory in that glory hotspot um word now I want to take us somewhere and then you can unpack it. That in scripture, we've talked about this in some of our earlier podcasts. Every nation is somewhere on a journey with God, either going into exile, in exile, or coming coming out out of of exile. That is the standard biblical operating procedure for nations so you know it changes how you pray you know it changes how you think and we're not just saying my nation is right before god god Mm -hmm. bless us we are saying actually my nation might right now be babylon Mm -hmm. my nation right now might be going into captivity my nation might be reaping the consequences of Mm -hmm. its own sin I feel quite comfortable to say that most of the nations in the western world are going into exile yes. or, or are, are, in, it already. In, are yeah. in exile. I think we actually yeah. feel probably they're in mm. exile. Yeah. And that means you are about to be really disciplined by God, corrected by God. And just before that, I think you get the fullness of your sin exposed, yeah. like Sodom and Gomorrah, where you have to say, oh my, Sodom and Gomorrah have nothing on us. Mm-hmm. I feel quite happy to say that. And we know that when Sodom and Gomorrah have nothing on us in terms of our sexual perversion, we are about to have God step up in ways that we don't all want to embrace. Mm -hmm. Now, are we in agreement before I push this forward? Yes, absolutely. We are on the page. It's it's painful to say though, isn't it? It's painful painful to assess our nation in that place. Mm -hmm. So I think we are in Egypt. I think we're in exile. And... The Israelites in Egypt lived in Goshen. Goshen mm-hmm. was the geographical area. You read that in um, the first five books of the Bible. That there they are in Goshen in Egypt. And Goshen didn't get most of the plagues. Mm-hmm. In other words, there was a protection for the people mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. How did they get to be protected? And what did they do that put them as Goshen in Egypt. Because if you are in exile, the church then becomes Goshen in Egypt. Mm -hmm. The place, the church becomes the place where the people of God become the place that you run to where there is a safety and a security. The, the, The church becomes the place of answer, the place of solution, the place of belonging, the place where what happens Um, in the rest of the world doesn't happen now here I think is the key and we will unpack this 
the night before, the day before, the angel of death was going to pass over Israel and Egypt and all the firstborn were going to die. They understood in Goshen one thing. They had to sacrifice to come in to the glory, protection of God. They had sacrifice. They understood fresh sacrifice in this occasion it happened to be the blood of a lamb on the doorpost Mm -hmm. but i want us to pick up a lesson of being goshen in egypt or being a glory hotspot you need fresh sacrifice for survival Mm -hmm. you cannot have fresh fire without fresh sacrifice you cannot have your regular rhythms of devotion and suddenly expect the glory of God to turn up and there'll be no change within the midst of you. So I think we're talking about the glory of God coming in the midst of fresh sacrifice. So let me kick that football to your feet (laughs) and you pick that up. It's so good. Um, and, uh, and I think this whole thing of there's no glory, there's no fresh fire because there's no fresh sacrifice is deeply challenging Mm -hmm. and sacrifice you know it should be our lifestyle yes absolutely you know offer your bodies offer yourself as a living sacrifice Uh the first verse of romans 12 and and the way it's written is you should be continually offering sacrifice to god it's not a a one moment thing that happens but actually it's daily i get up on the altar daily i actually live on the altar yeah. i live sacrificially before god i live and, and, and pay the price and i think we are in haggai chapter one where the prophet comes to the people and they're not living a life of sacrifice they're making sure their houses are painted and mm. their floors are laid and they've got the best windows fitted and uh, haggai comes and says look mm-hmm. you're not sacrificing you're living comfortably comfortably in your own house therefore my house is a ruin and i'm not there i'm not in it and that's what god says through the prophet and he says look come on sacrifice your own comfort sacrifice your own needs your own desire to sort your own homes out and come and build my house so that i have a place to come and it's it's after that chapter after that prophecy that god then says you know that the, the glory, the glory will be greater the glory than comes. the former glory and i think we're in that where god is saying hey, you've got comfortable yes. you've got comfortable you've got comfortable with meeting your own needs saying you know to your own things to your own stuff when my house actually is requiring your attention and that means you're gonna have to sacrifice some stuff and you're gonna have to live sacrificially what you're pushing into a concept there is that I know the scriptures you're talking about. The scriptures in Haggai also um, reflected in um, Nehemiah. In Nehemiah yeah. And that concept that um, God wants them to make a covenant to build the kingdom. Totally. And to do it together. I yes. mean, in the Old Testament, it's a covenant to build the house of God, but in the New Testament, it's a covenant to, to build, build the, kingdom. the kingdom. And so the sacrifice is what do I need to sacrifice to see the kingdom of God Absolutely. come? Really is the modern. Uh, question that we put before God or the new the new covenant question what do I sacrifice to see the kingdom of God come to the earth rather than just I need to build a church building which yeah, has it's, its not, merit it's not, too yeah. but it, it is that sense of um, God saying covenant again covenant again like they did in scriptural in Old Testament days covenant again to build my kingdom in a way that will cost you yeah. mm-hmm. and then I can share my glory with those yeah. who, who work like that Louise 
Well, it's really challenging. Um, just as you're talking and I'm ref- reflecting and thinking, you know, I think in our Western culture of church and cri- yeah. the form of Christianity that we have, actually sacrifice is something we, we concentrate on the sacrifice of Jesus and we're thankful and we we accept that and we wonder in it. But I'm not sure how much we have understood that actually the call is to be like him, to the, the laying down of our lives and that sacrifice is is faith, obedience, sacrifice right from the beginning of scripture, right the whole way through are consistent and they are the markers mm-hmm. of the life that we have in God. Um, the perpetual ongoing I mean you're saying some about jumping on and off the altar or whatever I mean we are being brought into a life of consistently being on the altar Mm -hmm. of our lives laid down yielded completely so that because that's the only place that his glory can truly come because it's the only place that it can be entrusted Mm. to Mm -hmm. that deep yielding so um it's very challenging it is. Can yeah. I get practical, guys, for a moment? I mean, let me look at you straight. Let me get really practical because right now, I think we we get slightly trapped and stuck by, well, what am I? What do I sacrifice? I'm sure that must mean I give my money. I'm sure. I mean, mm. I'm sure I must. Sure, God, you just want more of my money. You just want more of my wealth. And may, maybe I shouldn't own so much. Yes, perhaps. Can be. It can be. But can I just push where I think some of this sacrifice is? Let's start with the money. I do think that number one, there is going to need to be repentance offerings. Mm. And I've only done those once or twice. They're excruciatingly deep and difficult where I have to get back on track with my giving. And I have to bring a repentance offering before God to make up for what I withheld from him mm. of first fruits and tithes and offerings and all the, the words that go together, how we call our money, whether we call it tithes and offerings or first fruits. And I think that is number one. And that is that is a challenge. I think then, and, and that does cost us very deeply, personally, financially in my wallet, what I can and then cannot do with, mm. my, with my life, what I choose to indulge myself in and don't. I think then there is the sacrifice I would put of time and worship together mm-hmm. um, that worship requires time and I give myself into protracted worship probably best with others because mm-hmm. on your own I do think you lose focus yeah. mm-hmm. and this house of worship concept where I together I'm sacrificing my time to worship him mm. and I am putting uh, him and his his worthiness of worship ahead of what I feel I yeah. need to do else in my day. I think that is that is massive. Do you want to comment on time, time and worship and money before I push through to where I really think God is saying, actually, you've not sacrificed in a couple of areas. And I don't actually know that it's necessarily time, mm-hmm. time, worship and money that are the biggies yeah. at the moment. They're part of the picture. Yeah. I mean, I, kind of on those areas, but also just on sacrifice itself. Mm-hmm. Is it sacrifice? if it doesn't hurt a little well. do you know and i think that's that's the thing with your money with your time it should be uncomfortable mm. it should feel like when you do that and, and i think whenever you get comfortable that's when you need the repentance offering or you need to go again whenever mm. it's oh this is manageable what mm. i'm doing now and that life of sacrifice of always allowing god even to challenge how we give of ourselves because i do think we can get really comfortable in the sacrifice that is one step removed 
Yes. Do you know, like, oh, I could give, you know, a little bit of money to that charity who can look after that person over there. Mm. Or I can, you know, <clears throat> give a little bit over here that, that someone else can do something for me. You know, someone else can, can, can give or sort. Another charity can sort that out. But then there's a sacrifice that is actually very personal and up close. Mm. And I think it is time and it is money. But what have I got that would cost me to give? Mm. What have I got that, that would cost me to give of? And I think about that even, um, you know, we, we're in a, a refugee crisis. And I can give money to a charity even who can sort out mm -hmm. that there. But there's something different <clears throat> Of me living up close mm -hmm. and personal and yes. saying i'll give of my my time i'll give of my energy i'll turn up and cook or whatever or i'll welcome you into my own home even as well mm -hmm. so i i think it, it's something of it, there's not a formula of one size fits all here's on you know we're not going to say on this podcast here's how you sacrifice and here's how you do it i think you've got yeah. to ask <laughs> what have i got that will cost me to give Yes, and it is interesting you just hit um, the the refugee issue there, and just turning some pages in my notes actually away from the away from the page of glory and sacrifice. Yeah. But don't worry, we'll come, we'll come back, back to it. Um, I heard the Lord say this. We're talking about that because we're going to see a mass movement of people. We are, and w wars displace people, and, and a mass migration, forced migration, and refugees, people movements in unprecedented ways. But I heard the Lord say this um, in my prophecy book. Um, God says, I will bless the nations of refuge mm -hmm. who will pay the price mm -hmm. to take the dispossessed. And then he went on, kingdom economics is not based on your current resources. Mm -hmm. In other words, it is not based on your nation's wealth or your nation's war chest. Kingdom economics actually says you were willing to sacrifice you took in even when you felt you did not have enough and then my kingdom economics mm -hmm. come in that it's not about i have it and it's comfortable it's even in the national stage of which nations get blessed is those who sacrificed first and thought we actually can't yeah. do this mm -hmm. But we, we're going to do, it. Going to do yeah. it anyway. And it is in that that God then says, my kingdom economics kick in. And then the Lord said, ask the people to think, how can I be a sanctuary? Yeah. Bless mm -hmm. my nation in prayer to be a sanctuary and, and release the mindset of nations who will shepherd people groups into the soil mm. of your land. Wow, wow, wow. And that that national sacrifice coming from us modeling mm -hmm. sacrifice is going to be a key for the blessing yeah, of your nation. So it's totally opposite the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. But that, I mean, that provoked me to go back there. My notes, yeah, Louise. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking as you're saying that, I think sacrifice is um, always a catalyst in the kingdom. Wow. Now, it's not that you sacrifice because you know in sacrificing something is going to happen and you you're, you have to be careful about your motives. But the reality is that you, you can't outgive God. So as you lay yourself down, mm -hmm. he always, always, always will outgive. But there's something about sacrifice, and I'm not even sure I totally understand, but there's something about the going beyond, yeah. the consistent, perpetual, um, constant mm -hmm. laying down or giving or going beyond that. Mm -hmm. it, because I think it pushes us into, you, you mentioned kingdom economics, mm -hmm. but let's widen the idea of, 
economics, but just the whole principle of the kingdom that the, yes. you cannot outgive God and that the more you give, what you're actually pushing into is the resource of God in every area, whether it be economic or whether it be emotional or whether it be in whatever area. But you're as you give your and give beyond and sacrificing, you're pushing into his greatness and into what he has, his resource. And actually, it's a catalyst for the release of that, because while you're still withholding Mm -hmm. at some level, you're saying, I have no need of you. But as you give and as you sacrifice, Mm -hmm. you're saying, I'm putting myself in a position that I must have you because otherwise I'm not going to live. Yes. Very good. I felt the Lord bring two particular areas that he was saying, you are just not doing this. You are just not sacrificing these areas. One is how you think. Yeah. The sacrifice, Mm. not just of my time or my money or my devotion, my worship, but the sacrifice of my mental processes where I think I must be right. I am right. I'm sure I'm right. Mm -hmm. And you are wrong. I am right. And actually the ability to say before God, I must be wrong. Yeah. I must be wrong about something. Mm. Are we happy to say that? I must be wrong about something somewhere. The problem is, I don't know how much I'm wrong. (laughs) You know, God, I know I must be wrong. I don't know how much I'm wrong. So I actually lift my thinking away from the place where I have knives and swords in my hand to say, this is right, this is right, this is right, to the place where I'm able to say, I want to sacrifice things that I have guarded as the way things need to be done the way I want to see things mm-hmm. happen, the way I think truth yes. comes, mm. the way I think theology should be taught, the way I think you need to plant a church, the way I think you need to do mm. discipleship, the way I think worship needs led, the way I think, you know, and all of this, you should behave as my friend. And God saying, no, 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 no. What if you are wrong about mm. all of those things? Mm. How you think your friend should behave, how you think that truth should be talked about, mm. how you think discipleship should come, how you think worship should be done. And can we actually be brave enough to say, I will sacrifice what I have held Mm. on to as the way it must be. And God's saying, if you sacrifice your thinking, that is enough of a sacrifice for me to turn up for my glory. Yeah. Sacrificing mindsets. It's huge. Yes, yes, yes. And that sense, if I can add to this of where I think the second sacrifice is, you must sacrifice your emotions. I have the right to feel like this. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. And that sense of Christ who had absolutely perhaps the biggest right of us all to be offended Mm -hmm. at the injustice of Pontius Pilate, and and and, mm. and 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 all that was going on during his trials, mm-hmm. the injustice and the offense of his scourging and his whipping, yeah. and the, the sense, sense of, of betrayal, the sense mm-hmm. of betrayal from you know Peter, who's you know denying him as the cock is yeah. crowing, and all of that sense of. I will not own these emotions, though I actually am quite justified yeah. in I thinking right that I have a right. I have way. a right to feel this. And Jesus says, "No, I, no. I, I, I'm going to sacrifice yes. my emotional uh, right to be offended yeah. and to lash you with my tongue, or to put you, you right, put yeah. you right in all of this. In you know, e- even in the washing of, of, of the hands." Yeah. 
that discharged Jesus to the cross, that sense of God saying, will you sacrifice your thinking and will you sacrifice your emotions and will you cry out, I give you uh, my mental processes and I give you my emotions, not just, oh God, because I want you to make me feel better, which I think there's validity in that because my, my emotions hurt on occasions, but that I don't have rights. I yeah. am dead. Mm-hmm. I don't have rights to feel like this. Mm-hmm. I have, I have, uh, I have godly cultures that say, "Well, you you turn the other cheek seventy times seven, mm-hmm. you forgive a hundred and one times over and over." And in other words, countless. Mm-hmm. You countlessly forgive. You countlessly turn the other cheek. And God's saying that sacrifice, I don't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how can I turn up with my glory if? You, you've maybe got your giving right, praise Jesus, or you've maybe got a little bit extra time where you're coming to a house of worship, or you, you maybe are doing a little bit extra serving, and God's saying, I still can't make you a glory hotspot. Yeah. I still can't do it. Because we're sacrificing what is external, but not what is mm. internal. That is And it. so it's not so much about sacrificing what we have or what we do, but how we are and who we are. Yeah, and who and we are. actually being well yielded enough and uh, uh, and surrendered enough to submit our internal worlds yes. and sacrifice our internal worlds rather than just our it's inter- external it's internal circumcision totally. it's oh, internal yes. Su- yes. To- totally i don't know what you're going to say there. you yes. agreed with me yes. before Amen. i even said the word circumcision and i'm fascinated by joshua and and the miracle of the crossing of the red sea they're in gilgal before jericho and their most mighty victory and you must cut yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I mean, that's really what he's saying to them. You got this must hurt you. Um, I know you're wincing, Sam, and Louise Knight less. So, <laughs> but that sense of the time of consecration is a nice word. Let's talk about yeah, the, the time. No, well, the the time <laughs> of bloody consecration, the time of the knife yeah. of circumcision, mm-hmm. post some of your greatest victories. And the commitment to then be burnt by God so that a somber yes can resurge from me that I can be a people once again who have dedicated all in a way I don't think we have because I think we've married our culture more than we have married our king. And therefore God is saying, look, you're crying for glory, but you just don't understand how you host it. Yes. Mm. And actually, this links back to previous episodes where we talked about performance spirituality, performance Christianity. I can perform as if I live a life of sacrifice by doing the right things, but inside not be sacrificing who I am and how I think and how I feel to Mm -hmm. God. And God really pressing, as you say, the need for there to be deep sacrifice that starts from within. In, mm. and god then says haha when you get that now you get me mm-hmm. yes, now you exactly. get who i am yeah yeah just making room from i was just thinking you know there's something in the dynamic of sacrifice which in in the spirit realm that sacrifice speaks there we it go. speaks profoundly yeah you know i mean we can talk about fasting because mm. we're in a bit of a fasting season at the moment we are Fast, it, fasting it, is a sacrifice. It is. But, you know, it, uh, now I know fasting has become almost popular just in the world because there's a oh, realize for diet. Yeah. And there's, it's, there's an understanding of how fasting actually is really good for our bodies. Yes. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, in the spirit realm, the sacrifice of fasting 
actually we know it like it it, it weaponizes our prayer life yes it does something mm-hmm. sacrifice speaks and it does something in a realm that we don't I don't think fully understand, understand. Mm-hmm. so when the, the the Bible tells us to do something and this mm-hmm. is, I mean we've all learned this as normal discipleship what the Bible says it's true you may not understand the full implications, mm-hmm. but actually take it like a child. Yes. Yeah. Because if you do, you'll get the full reward mm-hmm. of even the implications that you do not understand yeah. and mm-hmm. you do not get hold of. We know there is a power in sacrifice yep. that releases something. And Jesus has shown us shown us mm-hmm. about that, mm-hmm. about that. So there is I have a great excitement instead of like, oh, oh sacrifice. My goodness, oh, no, pain. I'm good. Yes. I'm going to have to do something <laughs> that I don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. Instead, can we look at it like this? The joy of sacrifice. Yes, yeah, come on. absolutely. Because yes. he has given everything for us. What on earth could I withhold mm-hmm. from him? Yeah. Now, I can say that in this kind of moment. But when it comes then, <laughs> when there there is a situation where I yeah. know the Lord is asking. And can I just say, this is something that we need to walk on a journey of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Because it is corporate, but it's also intensely, intensely personal in listening to him, what he's asking mm-hmm. of us so that we can be obedient. And then asking, because I want to be a personal glory carrier. Yes. Um, And actually, that is really important if we're going to be a corporate glory carriers and places being Mm -hmm. uh, hot, these hot spots where he can pour out his glory. Well, we're going to have to learn to to live it at a personal level. It's not just going to suddenly happen corporately. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't actually say that. God can do whatever he likes. Let's face it. Yes. But in, in the, the normal pattern of things, it's it moves from the inside yeah, out. Yeah, wow. For me, in, in the because these glory hotspots of the glory of God is coming to specific locations and actually, I think, quite contained locations. Uh-huh. I don't think it's like, oh, the glory of God is coming to the entire city of Dublin or Edinburgh or Glasgow. I think it's actually coming to much more uh, refined, mm-hmm. defined, um, smaller wells. Yeah. Yes. And... Um, I think that you watch moves of God burn out or burn up, finish, in the sense that they exhaust people. Mm-hmm. They actually exhaust people um, uh, because they put on crazy schedules. So I don't think that's what God wants at all. And, you know, it drains them. Um, but also I think they get, we've seen revivals fail because people get like, well, God chose me. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to, that that's very hard tr- truth, but actually you, you took his glory and you maybe use it for you, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's heavy to deal with. But actually you can come to the place where you're so in a life of sacrifice that he can actually trust you yes. to steward him and you actually get the reward that you want, but you get it not... Um, for your own greatness but because you are putting him on display we're mm. back to earlier concepts of of he won't share his glory and actually about three or four podcasts ago episodes ago we talked about um a culture of honor yeah. and that sense that i've got to sacrifice even my opinion of you mm. to be the opinion of god mm. that when i think of you the way god thinks of you then it's a sacrifice to me it is not, I would prefer to be able to roll my eyes and say, oh my goodness, you're so irritating on occasions. But actually, if I sacrifice my own opinion of you to be the opinion, the opinion that God has of you, he can trust me with wow. his glory. Mm. Wow. Yes. So, and but it is with great joy. Yes. yes. 
It is with it is with great joy. And yeah. I actually feel like God is saying, I am pulling you into a different rhythm. Yeah. And I am pulling you into a rhythm of a different level of devotion and joy before me. As the Lord says, you will learn a sacrifice that makes you trustworthy before me. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, as yeah. trustworthiness, as yeah. the whole time you were both talking there, I kept hearing that trustworthiness, mm. trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. This is how you, this is how you're trusted with glory. This is how you're trusted yeah. with goodness. This is how you're trusted, God's saying, with, 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 with who I am, with my splendor, with my majesty, with my power. This mm. is how you're trusted by mm. living this continual sacrificial sort of way it's not a moment sacrifice should never be just a moment an mm. event something i did once last One week off, yeah. it's this lifestyle of, of as you say from the little moments of i could be really mean to you right now yes. because you've annoyed me but instead yes. i'm going to sacrifice my feelings my emotions to the big you know of, of, of i'm going to move across the, the sea to to come and, and live and, and give mm. up you know a place of comfort there there are there there's a spectrum but it's that continual I'm willing to sacrifice whatever you put your finger on God as well I'm willing to sacrifice I'm willing to give and that that then community of sacrifice where where we are continually doing it together and, and I I mean I know we have a bit of a, a a word bingo if that's right to put it where we say repetitive things all the way through the however many episodes we're on now I'm sure we've done at least 15 episodes together is it I don't know yeah, I've lost track um what is what's our favorite bingo phrase that we say most frequently? Well, there are two kingdoms. There are two, two kingdoms. kingdoms. Two kingdoms. There are two kingdoms. And um, two tribes go to war. And um, I'm sure, please may that not be a dodgy song. Um, but anyway, I don't actually know. I'm not into pop culture. Anyway, don't. Uh, two kingdoms. Focus, two focus. Yeah. Two kingdoms before we go down another rabbit yeah. hole. Two kingdoms. And the sense is that when I understand that I am in a battle for a kingdom an advancing expanding mm. kingdom and my sacrifices for the growth of a kingdom I find it more palatable than that sense of um being stuck in if I give what do I get yes personally yeah <laughs> that the that the yeah. kingdomizing of my mindset and the citizenship reality of that kingdom membership means that I am okay yeah. because I see the wider picture yeah. that God's glory comes and his kingdom yeah. expands and I actually might get to partake a little bit of it but actually I get a reward in heaven because I giving, enabled yeah. a, a a portal through yeah. my life of the kingdom to come through me and expand mm. through me because I chose sacrifice yeah. and I understand that his kingdom must increase yeah. mm-hmm. it's not giving to get it's no. sacrifice for sacrifice it's for, sacrifice for, for the sake for of the, the king. king and it's, yes. it's that you know as you're saying for the joy set before him he endured the cross, cross. we're to yes. imitate yeah. that for the kingdom of god uh-huh. for the sake of eternity for the sake of the expansion of the kingdom of god this sacrifice is worth it whether i get something back or not yes mm-hmm. I, I, absolutely absolutely and so i think we're we're wanting to answer questions, you know, people, why does revival not come? Why mm-hmm. does, uh, all of those things. I don't quite know that, that revival is the word I would choose to use ever. But certainly I'm very happy with the increase of glory coming. Yeah. And can I say this? We now can't do without it. Oh, come on. We, we cannot. I cannot do, I'm saying this to God, I cannot do many more church services like this, God. No. I just can't do it. Mm. I cannot do many more flights and itineration around the world without an increase of your glory yeah. to the point where I'm saying, God, I'm just going to sit at home now because mm. I can. Now, don't stop going to church. 
just being very honest with you. But <laughs> it's I'm just saying, a desperate cry for we need you, God. Cry. We need oh, you, God. I cannot. I yes. cannot. I need you, know, you God. It's not God that I want to force your hand no. mm-hmm. and come into all sorts of wheeler dealing with you. God, if I do this, will you do this? Where I'm in an ugly spirit of negotiation with God. Mm-hmm. You know, because we spend a lot of time, oh, bless what's in my calendar, bless my life. But hear from us as prophets, the sense of the status quo is not sustainable because the status quo is frustrating and disappointing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can feel, though, that the hearts of uh, of people uh, at this phase, we are ready. We're saying, Lord, please, we yes. are ready. We are ready. In fact, making that as a statement that we can push into to say, yes. God, we are ready for your glory. Yeah. And, yes. and just understanding what that actually is, is, the increase of the manifestation of his character corporately so it's not just an individual little I, I, I experience but actually places so that regions can be changed yes. so that, and, and 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 this really takes an expansion of heart and a willingness to have soil of our hearts that when that seed of glory comes oh my goodness we can actually receive it mm. and we're ready and i'm saying god i'm ready yeah. because like you emma i'm thinking you know lord you know, I'm, I lay myself down, yes. but I really don't want just more of the same oh, yes. because we're actually hungry for for the more of you. Mm-hmm. And will you show us how to how to sacrifice? I mean, that's the other thing. This is an interactive exercise yeah. with the spirit of God. Yes. Uh, you know, he's doing this. He is willing this and making this in, happen in us mm-hmm. because he desires for his glory yeah. to land to and come. to be. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. He actually wants it more than we want it. Of yeah. course. Oh, but completely. he's being careful because yeah. he knows that the manifestation of his glory, if we're not ready, it will kill us. Yeah. It really it's that serious. It, it's, it's the Ananias and Sapphira if you are not ready for it, yeah. if you're not Absolutely. a lifestyle of being yeah. on your so, face. But we say, yeah. God, we are ready, but God, make us ready yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And I think it's that cry that we see, you know, oh, God, rend the heavens and come down. And God just shouts back, you rend your heart rend now. Your heart. Absolutely. 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 And we're back and forth. Rend the heavens, rend your, your heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, well, we've come to the end of this episode and I'm going to leave you with that prayer, not just of where we were before of God, show me your glory, but God, what does it look like for me to rend my heart mm. and to sacrifice? Mm. Because in it, I become, we become, my community become the hot spot mm. of your glory yes. or the fi- wildfire of your glory, mm. depending on your terminology, which word you've got, what version of that word you've got. But I want to bless you mm. to be the people let me look at you. I want to bless you to be the people who become the glory hotspot of God. Mm-hmm. And it comes in the joy of letting him be God because you have mm-hmm. sacrificed you. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Yeah. Well, join us again yeah. in another week's time, probably. I think they're weekly. Yeah. For another episode of What the Prophets Say. What the Prophets Say. We so many broadcasts. I don't remember which one I'm yeah. doing. But What the, <laughs> what prophets, the prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. The Irish Louise Reed and the Scottish Sam Robertson. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e course 
the Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.